What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Dear Crap Podcast. We are in for another epic episode today. We have got a guest with us. Her name is Jen Trepek, and she has been described as a force of nature in the wellness space, has been recognized as one of Podcast Magazine's 40 Under 40, and was nominated for the 2022 International Women's Podcast Award for Visionary Leadership. She is an optimal health coach, podcaster, and business consultant. After graduating from the University of Michigan Ross School of Business, Jen founded Better Life Now LLC while working full-time in hedge funds. Stemming from her own weight management saga and kicking her food issues, Jen's mission is to teach the nutrition education we are all supposed to know, but no one ever taught us, along with the science behind food, fitness, and health. After over a decade of working with clients, she took her practice from side hustle to full-time self-employment and launched her podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries, in 2019. Grounded in science, yet lighthearted in delivery, Jen talks about living life while still making ourselves and our health a priority. This episode is going to be some of the things I love most, some health, some business, some entrepreneurship, some womanhood, just all of the things. Get ready to dig in. Let's turn it over to the show. All right, Jen, welcome to the show. I am so pumped to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. (laughs) We were chatting a little bit before this and everything that you're about, I'm like, my audience is going to love you. So I can't wait to dig in before we do tell us more about your journey thus far. Who is Jen? Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. You know, I know, right. (laughs) Right. And, and I know we sort of want to tackle like two sides. So I'm going to try to put all the things into you know, one sort of conversation. So essentially I came to all the wellness stuff through my own saga. (laughs) I feel like calling it a journey, like doesn't do it justice. Like (laughs) it was a saga, right? Because, so I joke that I grew up like in a skinny one, the skinny one in a family of dieters, um, which really just meant that I was on a diet all my life, whether I sort of realized it or not. And I was a dancer growing up. So I was very aware of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was like diet things, right? I grew up, it was fat-free fad, sugar-free fad, the snack wells thing, like all of the things were in my house at whatever time it was the moment for them to be there, you know? Um, so I started to gain weight between high school and college. And I was like, okay, well, I know what to do because I watched my family do this my whole life, right? So I was like, okay, you do this diet and then hopefully that'll work. But if it doesn't, I got the list of diets, right? (laughs) 
So I did the thing, right? Rode that roller coaster, gained and lost, graduated from college, moved to New York, all the same things, gaining, losing, up and down. And worlds collided because on I was dealing with my own saga of weight management. On the other side of the equation, I was it was my first job out of undergrad and I was bored to tears. Like there are probably a variety of reasons for that. <laughs> But I was, it really hit me the most. It was, my family was planning our December vacation as we always would, right? For the holidays. And I had to go into this computer system to request the time off. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like requesting permission for access to my own time. Mm. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like this, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just know that I can't work for somebody else for the rest of my life. And now my parents also work for themselves. So I saw that as an example growing up, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's just not this. So I had the plan of getting another job or doing something on the side with the intention of just investing that money so that I could invest early and, you know, live off of that and retire early. Um, everything I thought of to do in my spare time sounded either totally miserable <laughs> or logistically wouldn't work. Right. Like when I was at the University of Michigan, I was a writing tutor. So I was like, great, I'll go tutor kids at NYU. And then I was like, how I'm going to be up all night because this kid <laughs> forgot they had a paper due and then have to be at work at 8 a.m. Like <laughs> not going to work, Right. So these, like I said, these two things collided and I learned about the program that I now have based my practice on. Um, and at first when I learned about it, I was like, no, 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 that's okay. I've got my thing. Right. And then I saw people who were following it. And first of all, I noticed that they were keeping the weight off. And second, there was this woman who I don't even know her name. Like if you're out there, please contact me. Like, I hope one day she hears me tell this story and it's like, that's me. So, <laughs> so anyway, she was telling the story of losing like 150 pounds. And I'm like, wait, what? Because I'm staring at her and I couldn't see where 10 pounds could have been on this woman's body. And so literally anything she said after that, I didn't hear it all. Cause I was in my head going, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How is that possible? And I was like, Jennifer, <laughs> like they know something you don't know because with everything, you know, that doesn't equate. So I worked with a coach. I followed the program myself, completely changed my life. Like the only thing that's allowed me to say I've kicked my food issues. And so from there, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do on the side. Like, I felt like this was the nutrition education everyone's supposed to know, but nobody ever taught us. And we all deserve this. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do on the side. I'm going to really build something rather than just have another job. Yeah. So I started my health coaching practice on the side in late 2007. So this was like before health coaching was a thing, before side hustles were a thing. Um, you know, I left my full-time job, July of 2019, launched my podcast in August of 2019, which is called salad with a side of fries. And, Love you it. know, fast forward, here we are, I'm sitting and talking to you and do your crap. Right. <laughs> but the whole thing 
is, you know, I also, the big mission of everything I do is really about changing the state of healthcare. So I teach other people to become health coaches and we really, it's all about each of us changing a few lives to create a big impact. Okay. I love this so much. And I, and I chatted with her before and I'm like, we got to dig into like multiple sides of your story. So I know you're going to get a little bit of everything in this episode, which will be rad. So uh, first, before we talk business, which is like a love language for me, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about your own personal experience with nutrition. Like, obviously I think it's so common, especially for women to just go from one diet to the next diet to the next diet. And then they're like, oh, well, this isn't working for me anymore. So what's the next thing? So I just want to ask you when you're like, I finally found something that has like, like literally changed my life and kicked my food issues to the curb. What have those fundamental things been for you? And you can't, I don't know. You can't like teach your whole program in one episode, right? like just the fundamentals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really about understanding how our body processes food. Like what does our body actually do with food and how do foods impact the body? Yeah. Fundamentally, whether we are burning fat or storing fat is a function of blood sugar. So if we can eat to keep our blood sugar balanced. Mm -hmm. So if our blood sugar is too high, we're storing fat. That looks like starting the day with cereal or oatmeal or, you know, going to dinner and starting with the bread basket or just eating too much, right? We spike our blood sugar and everything that happens after that, we're storing as fat. When our blood sugar is too low, which can happen because we haven't eaten enough or we haven't eaten for a long time. I love you guys, but dudes, you are notorious for this. Like you don't eat all day and then you go to dinner, right? (laughs) Even if what you order for dinner is like textbook steamed fish and vegetables, your body's storing it as fat. So our objective is to eat quality nutrition and regularly enough to keep our blood sugar balanced where we're never storing fat and sort of, I always say weight loss isn't magic, it's science, but the magical piece of it is that when we're consistent with our blood sugar, our body will actually release the fat stores that it's been holding on to. So the other side of this is by understanding sort of the science in a really approachable way it turned every food decision from being emotional, Mm. right? Like, why do you suck? Why can't you just not eat the remini croissant that's free in the kitchen at work to intellectual? Oh, I get why the mini croissant is really appealing to me right now. So what I need to do is this and then see how I feel about the croissant. Life-changing. Yeah. I love that. And I see it over and over. Like everybody, we think we're trying to like, think our way through a craving, like understanding the biochemistry of that allows us to realize that yes, we need to come at this from both the mental and the physical side, but mental first is never going to do what we need because the literal gut brain connection to the vagus nerve, think of it as like a five lane highway, three lanes go brain to gut Two, sorry, three lanes go gut to brain to go brain to gut. So you will never outthink the chemistry Mm. of the fuel that you're giving yourself. Okay. That's huge. I love this. I love this because the sciencey side is the side that most people don't take time to understand or learn. And so they're solely basing it off of 
Why do I suck again? Why am I in the pantry at five o'clock PM searching for anything that's going to give me that dopamine hit? Like give me that feel good, instant gratification. And they can't ever beat it. Like they can't figure out why they're broken and they're just not, they just don't understand what's going on. Exactly. You're not broken. In fact, that is exactly what we (laughs) would expect given the biochemistry of what's happening at five o'clock. Right. And depending on the rest of your day. So you're perfectly on track. All it means is one little tweak at a different time might completely change five o'clock for you. That's huge. That's huge. Okay. So stemming from that, this, obviously my whole podcast is about like the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. I want to dig into some unsexy (laughs) habits for your nutrition that are just like simple. Like these are just who I am now. It's just what I do every day. I don't even think twice about it, but they changed the game for me. Do you have some of those that we can share? Protein and fiber at every meal makes your moving fat. No big deal. Bam. Protein and fiber at every meal makes your moving fat. No big deal. Protein is clean, lean protein. Whatever you want it to be. Don't eat what you don't like. Eat what you like. But clean, lean protein, plant, animal, or something we haven't discovered yet. Whatever you want. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Fiber is vegetables and sometimes fruit. The other thing you want a couple times a day is quality fat. Speaking of, a serving of avocado is half of the avocado. Everybody is afraid. They're like, you'll be so proud of me. Like I had a quarter of a sliver of a half of an avocado. (laughs) And I'm like, no, eat half of the avocado. (laughs) So quality fat. And one day I'll figure out how to put the quality fat into the sentence. But protein and fiber, every time we eat, meal or snack doesn't matter. The only difference between a meal and a snack is how much we have at a time. Mm. Also, super unsexy, the breakfast salad. Oh, I know. Okay. Every time I give this to somebody, they're like, I'm sorry, you want me to eat what in the morning? <laughs> right. <laughs> and every time they think I'm nuts and then they try it and go, oh my goodness, this is life changing. Okay. So what's here your you breakfast go. Salad? Yes. Whatever greens you got, couple okay. handfuls, whatever greens are in your fridge, chop them up. I'm a big fan of like shredded lettuce. So whatever you have, chop up the greens, throw them in a bowl. Whatever veggies you have, I'm a variety person. So I would rather have a little bit of a whole bunch of things in my salad. Mm -hmm. Whatever vegetables you have, mushroom, cucumber, tomato. I don't like raw onion. So, but if you do go for it, whatever, right? (laughs) Whatever you have in your fridge, throw them in there. Eggs. I like to do three eggs, by the way. A proper serving of protein at a meal for a woman is four to six ounces. That is four to six eggs. That is a lot of food. Your 99% of you are under eating your protein. So I do three eggs, cook them so that the yolks are still runny, put them on top of the salad. The runny yolk makes a creamy salad dressing. Oh man. I add nutritional yeast for more protein. That's my next ounce of protein. So I get my four ounces. Um, It also gives you like that cheesy flavor, everything bagel seasoning, maybe a splash of um, balsamic vinegar, mix the whole thing up, breakfast salad. On a weekend, maybe add some like chicken sausage or something. I don't know, go wild, but. I love it. This is honestly something I have never tried, but I'm totally going to. Okay. I love it. You have to, and then tell me about it. I will. And we're gonna, we'll do like an Instagram thing and <laughs> discuss the breakfast salad. Okay. I'm super pumped. I always just do like a veggie omelet. Like I just throw all my veggies into the omelet, but I'm like, I love this yeah. idea of a breakfast salad. Like that's fun. Yeah. 
You'll be amazed how long it lasts you. I love it. Okay. So that's, that's one of your unsexy things that anyone can take and implement. (laughs) Go have your breakfast salad tomorrow. Okay. Anything else before we kind of like shift into the businessy side? I mean, there's a lot, right? The way, the way I position it is also, okay. I guess another soundbite of an unsexy pro tip. You can't outrun your fork. Mm, Yeah. In an ideal week, how many times do you work out or exercise, work out in air quotes or exercise or get movement? Are you asking me for real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do five. Okay. Perfect. Five. How many times a week do you eat? A lot. A lot of times. Right. (laughs) If we called it a minimum of three meals a day, 21 times we eat, five times we move our bodies. You cannot outrun your fork. So true. So (laughs) yes, activity is important. Yes, we need to build muscle. Muscle is metabolically active and we need to work in both. However, having said that, I don't talk about activity with my clients until week four. So if that gives you some perspective of how we approach this and learn something and implement, then learn something and implement. Cause I yeah. think one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they get the book on week one and they try to do all the things at once. And then it's overwhelming and they throw the book out the window and go, what's yes. next? Yes. Yeah. I see that a lot too. They try, try to change all of the things all at once. And they're like, this is way too hard. This is way too, I can't stick with this and I'm out. Yeah. So exactly. I love that. Just build just little baby yep. steps, baby steps. And nutrition first. I love that. Okay. One thing I want to ask you before we move on, how, or what would you say to the person who's like, dude, I slay Monday through Thursday and Friday through Sunday, I throw it all away and I can't figure out why did it like I do it over and over. What would you say to that person? Cause I think that's very, very, very common. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always call this Monday to Friday. My body is a temple and on the weekends I'm a frat house, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so our body functions best with a little bit all the time, your Monday to Friday perfection or your Monday to Thursday perfection and Friday to Sunday extreme in the other direction Mm -hmm. is just as black and white as cutting foods out of your life. Mm. Our body is better equipped to handle the occasional thing here and there. And if you loosen the vice grip, you won't need as much of the blowout in the other extreme. Yeah. So odds are to use the phrase that other people would use. This is not the language I would typically use, but odds are you're too perfect, which is creating those giant extremes. Our objective is to learn to live every day in the gray area between that black and white. I love that. I love that. I often hear like, well, I was doing this one diet or I was doing this one plan and it was working for me. And then I, and then I gained (laughs) all my weight back. I'm like, so then it didn't work for you. Like if it's not something that you enjoy and then you can sustain, and then you could build a life around, it doesn't work. Correct. Period. Correct. Um, I'm not a fan of the word cheat. Mm, Same. If you have a cheat day, a cheat meal, a cheat, whatever, this is not life. Yeah. So let's, let's find the plan that doesn't give us a reason to feel like we need to. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. With all of that being said, I'm like, shoot, I could have, we could have totally done like two full episodes. I know we'll have to come back. We'll have to come back. (laughs) I know we'll we'll do do part two. 
Okay. So I want, I definitely want to move into some of the business chat for a little bit. So you talked about building this on the side. It was very much a, I'll do this while I'm working, whatever. What did that look like early on? Like there's lots of listeners who are doing that working full-time or momming full-time and doing something on the side. How did you prioritize? Where were your boundaries? What did you learn? Anything you want to share about that part of your life? Yeah. Yeah. So the beginning is always tough right? It's figuring out what this looks like now. Yeah. Because also when I was doing this, it was before side hustles were a thing and before health coaching was a thing. So like people were like, what do you do? And my <laughs> friends were like, why can't you come to the bar? Right. Yeah. So it's about figuring out what that looks like and where you can fit it in and still finding your own enjoyment of your life. Yeah. And I will admit a couple of things happened in the beginning. So in the beginning, I had a job where I had to travel and I was sort of out of commission from my own life for about a month, every like three to four months. And at that time, I wasn't adept at how to keep the momentum going when I left town and sort of had to be focused completely elsewhere. Yeah. So that was a huge learning curve. I also changed my full-time job so that that was less of an issue. Then it's also about like the unsexy side is that I had a lot of starts and stops, right? We go hard for, it's just like with dieting. We go hard for a while and then we do nothing. Mm -hmm. We do a lot. We sort of overcommit. We're no social life. It's all business outside of work. And then we do nothing for a while. What I learned over 12 years is that we will make more progress choosing a pace that we can maintain and sustain yes. rather than going balls to the wall. Sorry for my choice of phrase. It too. It's <laughs> right? Okay. Rather than going balls to the wall and then doing nothing. Yeah. So whatever that looks like for you is whatever it is. And it's so hard to sometimes see what other people are doing and think, well, why aren't I doing that? And it's like, everybody's complete set of circumstances are totally different. And we just have to make sure that whatever our objective is, whatever our goals are, whatever that, you know, end game is the timeline of that end game matches the commitment that we have and that we're willing to give. The biggest thing I see when I do, you know, sort of do a bit of business coaching. And the biggest thing I see is that there's a disconnect between what we're willing to do and the timeline of the goals that we have. Yeah. I'm a big fan of not changing the goal, just adjusting the timeline. Like don't want less, just adjust the timeline yeah. and set up some smaller things in between. I agree with you. Quick time out from the show to let you know that I am looking for the next women that I'm going to mentor on my team. This is within Team Beachbody. We get to lock arms together. I get to be your mentor, building a business, working on your health goals, and empowering others. So if you are someone who would love to get healthier, who loves prioritizing working out and eating well and sharing your story on social media and being a light and uplifting others and would love a way to make extra income, even if it's alongside a full-time career or in the cracks of motherhood, whatever it is, you can build this in a way that feels best to you. So if you want to work with me closely to grow as a person, to become a better mother, to become a better wife, to become a more empowered human being, 
That is literally what we do every single day. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what we do as coaches. You already know what it looks like to be a successful coach, because that's what I share just my life. And that is what I do. And I would love to help more women have an opportunity to literally transform your health, transform your mindset, transform your community of people that you're surrounded with and be able to transform your financial opportunity with this business. I can't wait to chat with you. If you want some more info about it, go to micafulsomfit.com slash transform your life, put in your email. I will be able to send you all of the nitty gritty deets. And if you want to chat one-on-one with me, I am an open book. Ask me all the questions. Tell me your fears. Tell me your reservations. Ask me if you'd be a good fit. I will be honest with you. I can promise you that. So shoot me a message at Micah Folsom fit and we can chat there. I cannot wait to work with you. I think a lot of the frustration when you're trying to build a side hustle and make it your main hustle is that expectation is not aligned with the reality of what it's going to take. Right. So then you're like, then you have all of these well, is this even worth it? And And it's like all of this negative crap starts to creep in and it's like, yeah, it is, but maybe you need to adjust the timeline a little bit, or maybe you need to adjust your priorities and your discipline and the amount of time that you're willing to spend. If you want to increase that deadline and goal, listen, like there's also those people who say, you know, make your excuses, your reason why, right? Like, well, is this an excuse or is this really the reality of the situation, right? right? And sort of having that honest conversation with ourselves. The other side of it though, sometimes is I, if I did it once, I did it a bajillion times of the mental exercise of, okay, I'm going to quit this. I mentally, I played it out over and over, right? Every time I contemplated quitting, I go, okay, play this out, right? So I stopped doing all this stuff. Then what? Well. That means I'm choosing this job for the rest of my life. Well, that's certainly not the case (laughs) because that hasn't changed, right? So then I'm going to need or want something else. And what would that be if not this? And if that would be starting over, right? Like how would that work versus continuing because I have all this learning already over Mm -hmm. here? Right. Not that a lot of that doesn't apply, but sort of I'd go through the mental exercise of like, okay, what if I quit? Well, then I'm going to be looking for something else. Mm -hmm. And if not this, then what? Yeah. I love that. Just the actual act though, of playing that out, I think is so powerful because a lot of people waste so much freaking time and negative energy on the just I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to, but then they don't actually quit and they don't actually continue moving forward. And then they stay stuck and then they stay frustrated. And it's like, either decide you're going to do it and actually just be consistent, pick your pace, choose what you want to do, choose what you're willing to do or bounce, like actually be done, actually be done yeah. and move on. So you don't waste that mental energy. Or the other side of it is, especially if you're working with other people, have a conversation so that the other people around you are clear on what your goals are and what they can expect of you and where you are showing up and where you're not showing up. Yeah. Because it happens a lot of times where, you know, somebody else isn't clear. They're expecting one thing and I'm 
you know, maybe you changed <laughs> what you're willing to do, but didn't communicate yeah. that, right? Yeah. Whether that's with clients or business partners or anything, right? Who else is on that team, right? I have a lot of interns who work for me. Like if I'm changing expectations, I have to communicate that. Totally. Totally. Yes. And I think that often happens with like life when life is happening and you're dealing with stuff and whatever people opt to just step back and like, like totally step back instead of just being like, okay, I'm going to lean into what matters right now. And I'm going to show up in the capacity that I can. So I see people step back and be like, okay, well, I can't, it's either all, all in or all out like that. Like, no, there, there is a, what matters, where can I show up in what capacity? And yes, communicate that. If you're going through something, if you're dealing with something, people will understand you can communicate that. And you can say, Hey, I need a minute. I'll get back with you in three days. I'll get back with you in right. a week. Like or just here's what you can expect of me. This is what my capacity is right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really interesting thing because it's the same black and white thinking that we were just talking about with our health and with our food choices. And we can think about that. Like, I can't remember what fable or whatever allegory it is where like this train is moving at this speed and this train is moving at this speed. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's one where, (laughs) right. There's one where like this train moves at a constant, like five miles an hour. And this one goes 50 miles an hour for this many minutes at a time and then stops for this long and then keeps going, right? Like which one hits the destination fastest? And it's the one that goes five miles an hour. Yeah. So just decide what your five miles an hour looks like, whether that's with your food choices or with your business. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with the exhausting start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Like that is the hardest thing. Oh, momentum, man. Yes. Yes. I mean, an object in motion stays in motion, right? An object at rest stays at rest. And what it takes to get the thing at rest into action again is way more difficult than just continuing at a slower pace. Yep. And not for nothing. The more, and I talk about this with my health clients, the more we keep our commitments to ourselves, the more confidence we have, the more we continue, the more we're willing to do. And so I am all for the stretch goal and the pushing yourself. But more than that, I'm for the the objective that you will meet because the more we meet an objective, the more confidence we build, the more we're willing to do, the more we'll keep going. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So- when you were transitioning, when you were, when you finally decided, okay, I'm going to take this side thing and I'm going to make it my full-time thing. And you stopped working. What were working, working your job, working your day job. What were the things, what were the different things that you had to really look at to make a smart choice for yourself? Like, how would you advise someone who might be in that position? So first of all, I set myself up so that financially I had a long runway because just because it's now my full-time, right? And I now have full-time hours doesn't magically turn it into full-time revenue. Right. Right. So 
there's a bit of more balance, right? <laughs> there's a bit of understanding that once again, we're putting in more than we're probably being paid for in that moment. Um, but so financially, I set myself up with a runway so that I would not be desperate because I think there are a few things less attractive in business <laughs> than desperation. So true. Really in anything, dating too, I'm going to just say, you know, but- <laughs> Nothing is less attractive to me than desperation, mm -hmm. right? And attractive even in terms of like law of attraction. Like if you're yeah. having a conversation with a potential client, like they can feel that desperation and it sends them running away. Yeah. So making sure that whatever the runway is that will help you feel confident and not have that desperation is the number. Because what it was for me is probably different than for you and it's different yeah. for every person. So there isn't a magic number, right? Everybody has their own magic number of whatever is going to eliminate the desperation. And I like to think of it in terms of how many months, right? How many months of expenses do I have where if nothing comes in, this is how long I have, right? Um, and then I think it's, so it's the money piece. And then it's also thinking about what am I going to do just because I have the extra time, <laughs> right? And for me, I launched the podcast, which is not necessarily what I recommend to everybody, full disclosure, but I love it. I enjoy it. It's certainly, you know, my bag, but it's also about thinking like what's going to be different, right? In your business and your practice, now that you're able to do things that you weren't able to do before. Yeah. And then the last thing is also about, I don't even know how to, I'm like trying to choose my words. It's about recognizing that what got us to where we were may or may not be what's going to get us to the next place. And it's also really easy to slip into old habits. And what I mean by that is I have to be very careful that I don't take the approach of what was required in my old full-time jobs into my business. So for example, I worked in hedge funds. The room for error in hedge funds is zero in the kinds of work that I did. And the response time to an email that was expected was like negative seven seconds. Like you should have responded before you got the email, <laughs> right? I have to remind myself that it is not weird to reply to an email within 24 hours. Right. I have to remind myself that I made up the deadline. <laughs> I can change the deadline. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I publish articles every week. I like to get them out on Monday mornings. I made that up. <laughs> is there a difference if it goes out on Tuesday? Nobody else is going to notice. Right? So, like, so it's reminding myself that I made up the rules, I can change them and not creating the same structure. And you know what I mean? And like, yeah, like stress. rigidness. Yeah. Yeah. In my own practice, because that's now full time. And that's how I, what I mentally associate with a job or full time or whatever it is. Yeah. I love that. Some of the things that I see happen sometimes are one, they have all of this extra time now because they don't have their day job. 
And yet they don't know how to fill that time. So then they do mindless stuff that doesn't actually move the needle forward. And then they're like, I'm working way more and I'm not growing any faster. And I'm like, well, no crap. So also be mindful just because you're full-time now doesn't mean you need to spend full-time hours. You could create extra hours in your day to live your life and be super intentional by putting a couple extra hours into your business in areas that will actually grow it. Yeah. And when we're used to being, I hate the word busy, but when we're used to full schedules, right. When we go from having a full-time job for me, it was like 10 to 14 hours a day plus on call 24 seven. Right. So like when you go from that kind of structure and having your own stuff going on, we're used to constant. Yeah. To go from that to what's actually really part-time hours. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Is dramatic in how it feels. And so there is that tendency to fill the time. Mm -hmm. What would you really enjoy doing? Like when I first left my job, I took a bit of a break, right? I had started the podcast. I was doing my health coaching stuff too, but like I cleaned out my apartment. Like I went through the papers that I hadn't gone through the bin of all the products that has like built up where like, I don't need 17 toothbrushes, right? (laughs) Like all of those things, I cleaned all that stuff out. Yeah. And I spent some time, like I reached the end of Netflix, right? But I need... I need it. I have a television problem also, but that might be a topic for another day. <laughs> but, but like, I took that time to also sort of create that barrier between their stuff and my stuff. Yeah. To do the things to sort of release that energy from that old intensity, you know, do the things that I felt like I didn't have time to do for 15 years. Yeah. You know? And then sort of come back to this with a bit of renewed energy and excitement. I love that. I love that. It really should. I think so many entrepreneurs are like, okay, I'm going to work for myself and be self-employed, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, they never set any sort of boundaries. So then it's like, you are working way more than you ever would for someone else. And holy moly. And it's not usually productive stuff. It's just some, it's like, you're kind of on, but you're not really on, but you're not off. And so you feel on all the time and it's a disaster. So I love that you brought that up because strong boundaries are essential when you're working for yourself. Cause you're not clocking in. No one's checking on you. No one's telling you to show up. And I see the two extremes. You get the one person who like hardly ever shows up and is wondering why their business isn't growing, but they're not doing anything. And then you have the other side where they're like, I freaking love what I do. I could do it all the time, all day, every day until they can't. And so really building that strong, like I'm working this time, having those boundaries, I'm totally off, totally unplugged, doing my life, doing what I love is really, really, really essential for fulfillment and joy. Yeah. One of the phrases that I use at least a couple of times a day (laughs) is also my next availability is. I love it. Right. And it might depend on what it is, right? Whatever the thing is that they're asking me for, but my next availability is. Like I'm booking things right now for three months from now, six months from now, because that's my next availability for that particular thing. Yeah. And that's the beauty of 
being your own boss. Like you get to choose. And what we see a lot of the times is when people are frustrated or feeling resistance or really creating a situation that they don't enjoy. I'm like, hello, sister, you are the problem and you're the solution. You're creating your own misery. So now how can we fix it? Because there's always a way to do it smarter, to do it better to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love that because so many entrepreneurs stay in that funk of overworking or not doing the things that are top priority, actually growing their business, moving the bottom line forward. And then they're like frustrated. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's a better way. I promise. So yeah, just, just some things to think about if you're, if you're building your business and you're like, oh gosh, yeah, I do feel exhausted or burnt out or whatever. What are you doing? That's causing that because you can also fix that. And Let's look at your fuel. Let's look at your sleep. Let's look at your stress. Let's look at all these things. Cause one of the things I talk about with all my um, entrepreneurs and in the business coaching that I do is that when you are self-employed for the most part, until we get to the point of actually having a business, we are self-employed. And that means we are the business. We are the company. And if we're not well, the company is not well. The business isn't growing, nothing is happening. And so it is critical to take care of ourselves Yeah, in taking care of our businesses. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I love this so much. Is there anything else, anything else that you, things you've learned, things you wish you would have known earlier, anything like that, that you would say to the person who's listening, who's like, gosh, I'm trying to build this thing. I know what it can be but having a hard time, like keeping with it, staying focused, staying motivated, all of those things that so many people run into. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so much. I mean, we can talk (laughs) about this for forever, but I think, um, especially when I'm, um, teaching other people to be health coaches, right. And we're working through, and sometimes they say, you know, well, why is anybody going to listen to me? I'm not there yet right? In air quotes, whatever there is to them, whether it's the amount of money they're making or their dress size or whatever it is, right? And the thing that I remind everybody is two things. One, there's a lot of value in the other person being able to see themselves in you. Mm, So much. So there is tremendous value as as a work in progress Mm because we are all always a work in progress. Um, so that's number one. And number two, don't be so good that other people don't think they can do it too. Oh, I love that. Say that again. I want right. to digest that. One. <laughs> and it, it's, and it's a tough one, right? But don't be so good that other people don't think they can do it. I love that. The last thing is, you know, it's also recognizing it's been a long time since we haven't known how to do something. Most of us are really good at our jobs, right? We've gotten to a place in our lives because we hone in on what we're really good at. So a little bit of, it's okay to not know the answer. Yeah. We're just really uncomfortable because it's been a long time since we've been in that position. 
but nobody's actually expecting you to know everything. Yeah. I love that. And I think so oftentimes when we have a secure job or when we have something that we're clocking in, we're getting paid hourly, we have a salary, it's safe, it's comfortable building the thing that generally speaking, when you're building something on the side, you're going to work harder and longer for less money at the beginning than clocking in. And that's a really hard thing for people to wrap their head around. And it's a really hard thing for them to stay consistent for long enough for then for it to flip where you're putting in a lot less and making a lot more. And so just a reminder that there is that period of, gosh, I feel like I'm working hard. I feel like I'm putting in the time and the effort and the work, and it's not showing up in my bank account yet. Stay with it. (laughs) If it's something you love, stay with it. Exactly. Be consistent. Find the, find the things that are moving the needle forward, get better at those things, like make the main thing, the main thing and forget all the fluff because it's really, 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 really magical when you're like, gosh, I can actually build a life. I love doing work. I love in way less time than I was doing the other job. And this is freaking rad, but most people don't allow themselves to get to that space. I mean, and remind yourself, right? Play, do the mental exercise of playing through, throwing yeah. it all out the window, right? Play it out. How's that going to look? Do it. I like it. Right? It can take you five minutes to go through the mental exercise and save you weeks in the long run. Yeah. And it's that story too, like what you were saying about, you know, putting in the effort up front and the money comes later and then it's sort of the switch between the time and the income. It reminds me of, you know, both of my parents are accountants, right? So it's the time value of money, accountants by training. It's the time value of money. It's that compounding penny, mm, yeah. right? It's like, I have three cents now. <laughs> I have six cents now. This feels absurd. And then you end up with millions when you just don't touch the pennies, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times I see people like stepping over hundred dollar bills to pick up pennies, <laughs> unless yeah. we're sticking those pennies somewhere to grow. <laughs> right. Like there's a lot of little things we're yeah. all waiting for like the big thing. And the truth is the big thing is just the little things that you keep stepping over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. All the things, <laughs> all the things. Love it so much. Well, gosh, I hate to wrap this up. I'm like, we could, we could have chatted about all of the things for so long, but I guess we better let people live their life. So where can they find you on social or your website or whatever this is best? Where can they find you? Yes, all the places. So all (laughs) social media, I am at Jen Trepek, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Website is asaladwithasideoffries.com. My podcast is Salad with a Side of Fries. So please, please like send me a message tell me what's, what's striking you. What are you still thinking about? Or what are you like? I don't know what you mean by that. Definitely send a message. I love nothing more than hearing from you guys. So please love it so much, Jen. Thank you for coming on. You're so fun to chat with. And you guys, if you found this helpful, if it resonated, share it with your friends, share it with your sisters, share it with your besties, share it with your teams. More people just need to hear conversations like this. So Get it out there, share the word, and y'all will be back here in another week. See ya.
wrapping up another episode and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.